transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. Oh, oh God. You know, that's always so terrifying. Right before record. Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, huh. <laughs> nice little slurp to get the I, podcast started. I do think it's kind of, you know, it, it's hard to not. I, I guess when I was like starting these podcasts, when me and Jeremiah started them, and then kind of when I was just like doing whatever the fuck I was doing with it. Uh, the whole slurping and like burping and like whatever the fuck, right? It 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 was hard not to do that on air sometimes, and like when you're recording, and so it just became like this thing where it's like, well, fuck, dude, like the it's not like I'm editing these super tough, so it's like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Either way, uh, god damn, dude, like the Whack Arnold's brothers are here with an episode 38 that's <laughs> 38, two episodes yeah. away from the big day uh i don't know if you guys have been keeping up but we we've been steamrolling through some good stuff lately i, yes, I would say <laughs> like the the pieces episodes coming up this uh actually tomorrow tomorrow yeah yeah and uh yeah. so that that one's a hoot and you know this one <laughs> this movie we set aside <laughs> for today is just fucking bonkers dude uh what's the what's the movie david uh slumber party massacre 2 which uh has very <laughs> very loose ties to the first one and like reincarnated like greaser fucking thriller it's it's so weird like so that, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my many questions about this movie was like so is this like I was so confused as to where this killer came from. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're not the only one. Okay, okay. So the first time I watched it, I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, like what's, <laughs> what's happening? I was like, what is going on? <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, this movie is just it. It's definitely like it's one of those horror movies that I feel like once horror kind of really got started like an identity started getting shaped for different types of horror like genre wise and like mm-hmm. or like sub genre wise this one was just like it was meant to be campy uh in a of lot of course. ways it was like it had an over the top it has an over the top villain that you're just sort of like you're backing for some at, at yeah, times totally, for some reason because totally. you're just like what the fuck is this guy like <laughs> you know and and it has and it has you know everything in between it's i like this movie was just it's fucking entertaining as hell and so if you haven't like watched it get on it dudes it's hot dogs it's like an it's like an hour and like 10 an hour and 15 (laughs) minutes so it's it's a quick movie it's a quick quick movie and there's i think it's like 40 minutes in when the first kill happens and then from there it's like just a bunch of kills but for the first 40 minutes it's more so like a cheesy like uh like a comedy movie with yeah. like the girl having like these mental breaks kind of sort of because there's like and we'll talk about it obviously but there's like that cheesy scene where they get in like 
the champagne and the pillow fight and they're dancing oh around. god yeah dude <laughs> it's like it has it has these really like cliche iconic kind of moments in like movies like this where yeah dude like i mean there's one of the first i think it's like the the it's like right into like the opening credits kind of fade into it or whatever it's like this dream sequence of like yeah, the girl, uh, the the main girl, uh, fucking what well, you just said her name, Crystal, Courtney. Courtney sorry, uh, Crystal was the name of the actress. Uh, and she's like, and it's like you know, cheese fest, like '80s shirtless dude running yeah. in her dreams. He's like catching a football, <laughs> like look, you know, like, like it's just like you know, what the fuck is happening right now? And yeah, it just it. It, you, it goes fucking off the rails at times which is so fucking brilliant but yeah that that like whole opening yeah, where it's like a, it's like you, you don't know the characters yet but it's courtney and she's she's dreaming of her crush matt yeah he's like like you said he's he's shirtless catching a football and then it and then it like switches to a nightmare and she has it's it's all these uh, flashes of scenes that happened in the first movie. So it has like, it has like a, it, they're real quick, but it has some of the great scenes. Like there's a great scene in the first one where the pizza man comes to the door and his eyes are like drilled out and he falls to the ground. And so it has like, <laughs> a quick, so yeah, just, it just flips through all these quick scenes of all these different death scenes from the first movie. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I was like, I was like, these have to be, they didn't just make the, those things for this dream sequence. No, it has to be part no. of the other movie. Uh, yes, which does make me want to watch the other movie because some of those kills are fucking some of that like the first one's the first one's a solid movie hell yeah uh but yeah and then and then like i love that like that little sequence you're talking about and then like boom slumber party massacre 2 like purple lettering or whatever and like it just uh, it was an epic <laughs> shot as always the credits have impressed me for some reason <laughs> um they're pretty they're actually pretty bad but they are they're for sure they're bad bad in like a kind of all right way it's right, like right right uh but then you kind of pick up with courtney and her mom who don't seem to have mm -hmm. a very like they have a weird relationship man well yeah well it's like we we learned in this quick conversation and we learn a little more later that um you know, Courtney's have been having these nightmares, obviously. Uh, so we're talking about like the loose connections to the first one. So in the first movie, there's two, one of the survivors. Her name is Valerie, and she, and in the first movie, she's babysitting her little sister Courtney, who's now grown up in this movie. And we kind of learn in this one that Courtney's been plagued by nightmares from that night, and that her older sister Valerie is now in a mental institution somewhere. E just sent her off to a mental institution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and her mom kind of seems almost like a little overprotective. Totally. Which, you know, given the circumstances might turn a mother or a parental figure into. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Courtney heads off to school, I mm -hmm. believe. She starts jogging down the street. <laughs> I always, I, I never understood that. Like, I always saw some kids doing that kind of like, They'd hustle to school sometimes, man. I was like, yeah, why, why, uh, uh, why, why are you yeah. wasting that energy? But she stumbles upon a really random, like, freshly killed bird, it looks like. Yeah, you, and you think that, you think this is going to, like, play some bearing into the movie, like, 
it's going to be like an omen or like the dead bird's going to come into play later. But no, it's just she just randomly stumbles across a dead bird for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> it's just there. And then, yeah, I love that her friend, like the brief like interaction they have over this because her friend swings by and is like, hey, like hop in or whatever. And she's like, what were you looking at? And Courtney just goes, a dead bird. And, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, this is like it. so matter of fact. Like, <laughs> This is Amy, by the way. And then she makes some, she makes some, uh, comment about like you're so weird sometimes Courtney or something yeah. like that yeah yeah and it, so like in a way I guess it kind of maybe sets up uh, Courtney's issues you know her ongoing issues further but the, totally. the, the next thing that happens in the car is just fucking glorious so mm-hmm. Courtney flips on the radio Amy's oh, radio in her God. car and they start singing this song <laughs> one of many that pop up in this movie I had never heard this song before and I never want to hear it again I don't ever but it has something to do with I'll be your Tokyo yeah, convertible like, <laughs> I wanna be your Tokyo convertible. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's awful, it's awful, so awful. bad. It's so. And they're bad. just. She's like, "Oh, I love this song," you know. And they start fucking singing along yeah. to it. They both know every word. They're just jamming on it, and then yeah. like they get to a stop, and like her friend for some reason like waves down the car behind her and it uprolls. Like, yeah. That dude, that that football hunk you saw in the first in the dream yeah. sequence, Matt. <laughs> yep. Matt pulls up and starts macking on Courtney. Not not like not not in the sense where he's like a douche. Like he's actually like a nice guy, you know. He, yeah. He, he, he didn't roll up and be like, "Hey, sweet tits" or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he doesn't have any cheesy lines like uh like that one. Oh God, the guy at the bar in, in Death by Temptation. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he does he yeah he does sort of be like hey what are you doing after school today right and uh long story short you know we learn here that this is the this is matt this is the character that courtney has a crush on we also amy invites him um to come to band practice we also briefly learn that uh amy and courtney are in a band with their friends sheila and sally one amazing aspect of this movie for sure their band is i love yeah, the we, times that they're, they're, they're like coming up i guess right here right like they, yeah oh man <laughs> they dive right into like a band practice performance and ooh, the, the lips the, it's bad it's so this, bad <laughs> the, 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 the second one is a lot better but this first one like not only is the song bad but you can clearly, clearly tell it's an audio track over them and the lip syncing is off. Like, it's just like, holy fuck me. This is bad, dude. It's rough. And yeah, like they're all like moving and like really stiff, but like in sync kind of ways yeah. sometimes. And like, yeah. Oh, the guitar playing. It's like you'd see somebody like maybe move their hand like once up top <laughs> and then like hit like they're strumming and then like they wouldn't move again for like two minutes and then like do it again you know oh, there, are, there are two positives to her friend group though so we have um uh one of the actresses the, the actress that plays Sh- sheila barrington her name is juliet cummings she's in friday the 13th part five oh, yeah. and then um the drummer sally her name's heidi kozak she's in friday the 13th 
part seven, but she's also in society. So we have two Friday the 13th alumni. Uh, Dang. In this movie. Yeah, man. The, those are kind of like people in the, some of those original movies, they kind of go on to be royalty, you know? So it's like when they pop up in other things along the way, it's just sort of like, it's cool to see pieces of it, you know, pieces mm-hmm. of the career. Um, but while ba- while the band's jamming out, up rolls Matt. And, right. <laughs> and he's like, he's grooving on it. He's in there. Yeah, he, he hopped on the hood of his, he got jumps out, but hops on the hood of his car. And he's, you know, grooving along, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then the, uh, I, I love this. Like the band takes a break and, you know, so Courtney and Matt can break off. But mm-hmm. uh, there's this brief shot of like, does anybody need a drink? And somebody goes like, yeah, give me a slice. Slice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, dude. A sign of the times, yeah. I haven't called for a slice slice in a long time. (laughs) And then the other one's like, I'll take a Perrier, please. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And they said it's super weird to like a pebby ass. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Courtney Courtney and Matt uh, go get some time together, you know. And um, Matt mentions that he asks her what she's, you know, what she's doing this weekend. And she... She kind of mentions that, um, you know, actually me and the girls were planning on going up to Sheila's dad's new condo, but I haven't talked to my parents yet, but I mean, my mom yet, but you know, if we do go, do you want to go? Yeah. And and Matt's game and Matt actually even gives her a, a, a quick smooch. You know, they share a passionate kiss. Oh yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a romantic, uh, you know, lip connection, man. You can tell the, <laughs> the power was there. Uh, yeah, and so you know, they make plans. He's like, "I'll call you tonight." And she's all like, "That's yeah, right, great, or whatever." And like, you know, it, it, it's just it. I don't know. It it's one of those movies that like you don't. There's no high stakes in some of these relationships, including some like some of these main players. You're just like waiting to see what happens to them, if you ask me. But anyway, moving along. Right, right. You kind of jump back in. You jump back into. I think was it at Courtney's house? Yeah, uh, she's having having dinner. Looks like beef stew. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Looked like some some hearty stew, man. There's like a couple of chunks in there that she was spooning around. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, they, and I think she, that's when she brings up to her mom that she wants to like go out for the weekend or whatever, right? Yeah, and at first her mom's kind of like, well, brings up Valerie and going to see her uh, this weekend. And Courtney's like, well, you know, we want to go have band practice for the dance. And her mom's like, oh, so you don't want to go see your sister? You know, and they kind of get in this little back and forth. It's not like, you know, it's not like they're arguing. But uh, long story short, it doesn't. It's not really important. Long story short, Courtney ends up getting her way. She eventually drops a plate and starts crying about it. And her mom's like, "It's honey, it's just a plate." And then Courtney's like, "No, I'm upset because it's my birthday this weekend, and you know, yeah, I don't right. want to. I don't. I don't want to spend my birthday at a mental institution." And her mom's like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. And I think didn't like her mom even say that she might have, or maybe she they were talking about the plate. Never mind. I, for some reason, thought that her mom said she did like didn't remember or something like that. Yeah, no, she said she didn't remember about it. Oh, she's she like, did. Oh, okay. She's like, oh yeah, I for, she's like, I forgot it's your birthday. I'm sorry, honey. And basically, long story short, she agrees to let her go to the uh, condo for the weekend to, to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, I think what what's it next? It's like. 
you you get you get kind of in on the uh, sort of a, a late night conversation between Matt and Courtney real quick, mm-hmm. where like classic situation, like the parents like, oh my god, you're still up, but get like yeah. you're on it's the twelve phone. it's twelve o'clock on a school night yeah. And, and they quickly quickly hang up but i want to note that matt's pad is like glow it's like glowing neon (laughs) like like, i don't know it is just like they're really painting this dude oh and right into this sequence you have another dream sequence where courtney is tossing and turning you see a shirtless football football holding matt and yeah why is that like her like fantasy you know yeah and then there's like a kind of like a vision of like a her and her friends, her and her bandmates all kind of like you know driving, driving together, flashes yeah. of different things, you know, um, you know, like like shots of like I, I can't tell. Are these like premonitions? Are these just you know right, right, dramatic are they, are foreshadowing? They, are they premonition? I think it's like some of them are premonitions, some are flashbacks. Yeah, she has another, you know. Kind of nightmare. Like nightmare nightmare really. long yeah, story yeah. short she has another nightmare she even at one point wakes up starts listening to music and if you listen closely you can tell that the the music she's listening to is actually a recording of the song that was playing during her band's band practice oh hey mm-hmm. some late night you know studying yeah and she, uh, she falls back asleep and ends up having another nightmare but this time it's of her sister in a mental institution and this is where you catch the first glimpse of of the killer that's going to be in this movie and how i mentioned he because in the first one it's just this guy his name's russ thorne he's just an escaped mental patient and so first time you're watching this movie you're like what is like I don't I don't even know what to say because I don't know how they came up with this killer idea but if you haven't seen the movie it's this the, the, I, I'm not even going to pronounce the actor's name right, but his name is like, um, it, oh, I, I looked it up. It's a uh, like, oh man, Atanas, Atanas, Ilyich or something like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, apparently he was a musician, but in this movie, the killer is he looks like a kind of like a greaser, but also like an eighties, like a mix between a greaser and an eighties rocker. And he has this ridiculous over the top, gigantic red guitar with a drill on it. it and is, in this sequence, he, yeah. you see him, she like is dreaming of him. And he mentions this line where he's like, rock and roll never dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's, it's the first glimpse. And like, you honestly, like you can't make it up. Like what it's just like, and even in the, into the especially into the rest of the movie but yeah dude, right this this character is just you know you're in for something and then there's like a flash of like a drill going through a chest and courtney wakes up and, uh, yeah 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 and yeah and th- then it kind of jumps into the next day where yep. they're all leaving taking the road trip to the yeah, condo they they're up. gonna be at right and it's yeah we kind of get some like banter on the way you know sheila asks courtney about what college her sister went to and courtney lies and says she went to cambridge i believe and then we see sally's reading a book that she took from her pervert brother as she refers to him (laughs) called hot wet and wild and then oh yeah 
you know, these these dream sequences kind of persist for a little while. Where now she had, like as she's in the car, she has another dream sequence of the rocker guy again, more of the mental institution, and then they eventually stop to get groceries, and she has another one of where she's in the car and her like bloody sister runs up against the car, you know, and startles her out of her sleep. Yeah, dude, it's it, it, it's nuts. It's like all of a sudden, like, I mean, things are definitely escalating for mm-hmm. like whatever her mental state is. It's uh, right. Like, you know, I, and they only continue to as well. Yeah, they only continue to. Uh, needless to say, they eventually get to the condo where it, in I think this is uh, Sally's quote. They're gonna have the uh, ultimate slumber party slumber. weekend. Man. Yeah, yeah. I like how they. I like how that's the only, like, like of course they had to throw that in there because the because of the name of the movie. But yeah, she's like, a slumber party weekend with no parents or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah dude. And uh, so when they're bringing all their stuff in, you kind of see uh, some of the stuff in the back. They have their band equipment that they're going to be hauling in and whatnot. But they're moving up into one of the rooms and Courtney discovers uh, like a fucking (laughs) sex doll underneath the blankets in the room that she's (laughs) planning on staying at. And my God, dude, what was it? It it, It's Sheila's brother. Yeah, she kissed it's her place. But. She was just like, oh, my, my brother must have been here. So my like pervert that. brother must have been here again. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Jesus. And uh, then they proceed to do, you know, the classic sequence of like, oh, we're going to bust into the, the liquor closet or whatever. And, yeah. you know, then it transitions into <laughs> this. This is the kind of a scene we were alluding they to said, earlier, but but it's yeah, they, they, well, with, they. Like, they brought, they seem to break into like a bunch of champagne or whatever and they're yeah eating... they have some they're yeah sorry no you're Continue. good you're good they're, it's just funny yeah. to me they're eating like cheese whiz and shit and like and corn dogs yeah and they they break out the champagne oh my god and then they start watching uh on the tv a movie comes on called rock and roll high school and one of them's like oh i love this movie and yeah. turns the volume up and the, uh, oh my god this fucking scene <laughs> it, it's absurd man because then it immediately devol- devolves into like them all they're all dancing around to the music and there's just like it's, it's so just, corny it's so corny and it there's persists easy, there's, yeah there's even the, like at first it's all of them dancing and then does this hilarious scene that's like a minute where it, it shows one of them like dancing and then it cuts to the other one and she does like some cheesy dance move and then it cuts to the, the third one and she does something yeah. <laughs> exactly man it's like it it was for some reason they built this stuff into the movie and i do not know why it's it's, like, it's kind of it's kind of a nod to the first movie because there's also a sequence sort of like this where the girl i believe they like get in a pillow fight but this one is way more over the top and while this is going on we see that um outside jeff and tj roll up so one of them is dating amy and one of them's dating sheila but these two guys roll up and they uh they knock on the door and the, the girls are you know super loud in their little dance fucking sequence that they don't hear them so the guys actually go to the window and then the scene gets even progressively more over the top because one of them 
Like Sheila actually takes her top off and her bra off, so she's topless. They start spraying champagne over each other. It's so fucking over <laughs> ridiculous, dude. And like, then a pillow ends up getting broken, and there's like feathers everywhere. It is. We're not doing it justice. No, like, it's 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 fucking absurd, man. Like, like you know like to the point where it's like sheila's like like you said she's topless she's like whipping her like friends with her bra <laughs> like you know <laughs> and, like, shit. and then tj he's cut to tj and and he's like my god they actually do this stuff or what yeah yeah <laughs> it's the like, other one's like i think we died and went to heaven or something like that like, yeah. yeah like movies like this is what gave other things fodder for fucking years to come like this is i guess like, so they, they really like reached i feel like a pinnacle of the cliche in this movie <laughs> one of one of the one of the things that i thought was interesting is that this is made in 87 so throughout the 80s there was like all kinds of nudity in movies so it, i thought it was interesting that sheila was the only one that got topless in this scene i wonder why the other ones didn't like were they not cool with it or what this or what was the situation you know what i mean yeah that is a question i sometimes wonder is like and you know not to discredit the overall movies or whatever but sometimes i wonder if it's like certain actresses maybe are like i want to say maybe pressured but like maybe they're more uh i don't know i mean i think it's the same thing with dudes like some people are probably more willing to hang dong and some some ladies are probably more willing to you know like Put, Good like, put their titties out there but I, I don't know i yeah i thought that was kind of strange though too i was like i was like why why is there like a necessity of like i don't know i was like why is this one person topless anyway whatever the scene's yeah, fucking ridiculous yeah. it's it's a, it's wild and and it drags on for a while too. it drags on for a while which is not the only sequence that does in this movie like they they really right. like stretch some stuff out but they anyway they kind of break with this whole like they hear a noise or whatever mm-hmm. and somebody's like mm-hmm. oh all of a sudden like you know instantly like oh is the back door locked or did is you the leave the back locked? door locked like, yeah you know, <laughs> like stuff like that it's like and so you know they break off to go find a little more uh you know we'll to go investigate the mystery but yeah you know, sheila does yeah sheila does she takes the champagne with her um <laughs> and you know we should, it's great because i think she arms up right she does like uh yeah she yeah <laughs> she like uses the bottle she like holds the bottle like she's gonna bash somebody and then sees the refrigerator door kind of ajar and uh tj fucking the two of those goons again they kind of pop out of the fucking out of the shadows tj and jeff but they're not supposed to because that that's the whole thing right they're not supposed to be there that they didn't they were supposed to be there the next day yeah they showed up a little early yeah so they weren't expected but uh you know i i those those two in in themselves are kind of like fucking weird character well tj is a really weird. yeah jeff's jeff's a little more normal but tj's like the really annoying abrasive douchey party frat boy yeah he's the character part, he's the party guy yeah he's a really a, he's his voice is you know who he kind of reminds me of is um i'm not gonna get the i'm not gonna oh, oh he kind of reminds me of of uh adam divine oh yeah but yeah, like, yeah, yeah but like a more a, a way more douchier less funny 80s like adam divine because their voices are somewhat similar and some of the lines he delivers are kind of that way that he that 
Adam Devine will like deliver a line like, you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely do. Um, he's I, and that's one of the funny things about that actor is just just because like he really knows like what like the humor he can pull off with that kind of like that kind of character or whatever. True. This true. guy, this guy, I could, you know, you can't tell. It's like, is he really like leaning into character or is this just like? I don't know. Is he phoning it in? I don't know. Either way, TJ. TJ and he's dating Sheila, right? That's what you said? Yeah. That's what we said? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what the movie dictates. Uh, <laughs> Sheila and him like seem to be boning all fucking night. Yeah, it and doesn't show up, it, but yeah. Keeping up Courtney and and I guess only Courtney. It seems. <laughs> yeah, because her, her and Sally are sleeping in a bed, in the in a bed, sharing a bed. And yeah, she, Courtney's hearing the loud sounds of their lovemaking and it's keeping her up and so she ends up eventually falling asleep but has an uh yet another jesus christ how many are there gonna be yet another dream yeah. sequence but, but this time her her and matt are hooking up but then mm. she sees more visions of the the driller killer and her dead sister and, she, and then she, she randomly wakes up the next day on the kitchen floor yeah I was like, it's, you know, she, it, it was so strange because you have no context. And then like, yeah, it just sets it up. She's on, she's on the kitchen floor and then she starts just like crying or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like so confused about what's going on. And that kitchen is definitely an eighties kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. So to further establish going into the next day there, uh, it's like Amy and, and Courtney, they're down by the pool that's out back and they're talking you know courtney's like talking about how weird she feels and stuff and every and amy's just mm-hmm. like i bet you're hung over have some juice and toast trying to like, totally dismiss everything she's saying but yeah. however she does when courtney does mention her nightmares and amy has this quick light of well i was reading this article the other day about subconscious projection <laughs> yeah like what the f- just like a one line which holds no bearing to the rest of the movie absolutely yeah. and yeah and then she you know then the narrative just keeps getting pushed as more characters kind of show up right like, everybody's just sort of like oh you just must be hung over uh and everybody everybody does kind of roll down to the pool uh even Mm -hmm. tj tj eventually jumps in with the the blow-up doll and you know splashes everybody like classic party guy right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh man And, and very shortly afterwards i know like suggests skinny dipping so he's definitely He's definitely on track. Um, mm-hmm. But, you, you know, you think you can escape the dream sequences for a second. <laughs> but no. Just no. because it's daytime and they're by the pool does not mean you won't get one. Because there's this interaction where, like, TJ uh, tells Courtney she's going to, like, he's going to, like, make her feel better or whatever and then like pushes her in the pool and then just like proceeds to fucking drown or something and you know like have these flashes of all these different things like the driller killer uh and (laughs) whatnot it's just like it it was just like you just you just left a dream sequence like overkill like one scene ago But yeah, they they eventually you know like they pull her out. I think Jeff's the one that hops in the pool and pulls her out because everybody else is yeah. just gawking, uh, you know. And then they're just like, oh, you know, you're okay, you're okay. You just swallowed some water. Just you know, be careful. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, and TJ, he even goes, you know, 
asks how her headache's feeling now and shit. What? Yeah, he's a schmuck. Dude, such a. And then it's like, it's like presumably later in the day, and Sally and Courtney, like Courtney's on a couch, you know, it was probably like after this whole event, she went and took a little nap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Her and Sally are talking, and Sally mentions, you know, the guys made lunch. So they head back down to the pool to have lunch, and Courtney goes to bite into her sandwich, but has a vision that there's like a bloody hand between Yo. the hamburger buns that she's about to eat. Yeah, dude, and she like tosses the burger, and everybody's like, "What?" And she goes, she says something like, "Oh, the the burger's weird." Yeah. <laughs> great excuse, great excuse. Right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like, dude, she's just having like, she's having a go of it the bloody hand was kind of neat though yeah it was but you can tell that she's you know she's starting to progressively get worse definitely definitely. then we have another we have another band practice scene and this one isn't nearly as bad as the first one like the song is admittedly a little better um but it's there's like it's weird because as they're having this band practice during the song there's just a random like it does it like two times where there's like a random cut of amy and um jeff like cleaning a car like washing a car it's so random <laughs> yeah dude i was like what is what is happening like like it's so bizarre and then again you know, like you said those there's those, those random cuts and then uh in between it's also like the two boyfriends are just like rocking the fuck out in front of their like band practice it's just like it's weird these groupies they're just groupies yeah the 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 car wash scene was bizarre and you get these like this interaction like right around there right where it's like i guess it's trying to establish everybody's trying to be uh trying to explore each other or something uh because like you catch like sheila and tj and he's like we're trying to read her passages from her from her (laughs) and like every time he reads like a sentence and he's like did that do it for you are you in are you in the mood yet and yeah yeah yeah. they end up you know eventually going and hooking up again and then we get one of the most like as if a lot of the stuff that hasn't happened already isn't ridiculous enough. We get this ridiculous fucking scene where Courtney's in the fridge and goes to, and goes to open the fridge, oh and this fucking raw chicken pops out <laughs> and attacks her. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't believe what happened. I like rewound it because I was just laughing. At it. like, it's so great dude it's like splayed out and it just jumps at her and like yeah and, and like while it's like i don't know attacking her or whatever it's like spewing like fake blood a little bit at the top and you're just like the fuck is going it's on right so now? bizarre it was oh. awesome. and yeah. then, you know so courtney and this is one of many times that this happens courtney runs out of the room and like you know is like screaming and like gets her friend's attention and brings them back in and I mean, they see things like they like they walk in. There's a raw chicken on the floor with a bunch of broken glass around. And so <laughs> yeah. They're, so they're like, Courtney, what the hell's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. They they uh, they start cleaning it up and they tell her, you know, maybe she go take a hot bath. Yeah. So she goes up to take a hot bath, and as she is, we get this quick shot of Sally writing like lyrics to a new song. Oh. And they're really yeah. awful. Yo, something about a pie in the sky. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's 
it was bad, dude. I wish I would have wrote it down. I want a lot of things that money can buy, but I want most. But All I want, I want most, most is a pie, is the in, the pie in the sky. What I kept thinking while that happened was I was like, who wrote those lines? Like who like was that was that like some random person on like you know attached to the project was that part of the writer like in the script being like these are what she's gonna read you know <laughs> it's, it's it's so bad. bad it's so fucking bad uh but yeah you get that quick cut and then you get you know courtney you get back to courtney who is you know taking a bath presumably relaxing mm-hmm. um for a little bit and then she immediately has another you know I don't know, flash and like the faucet starts draining blood Blood, into the the bathtub. And she's like, you know, screaming and covered in blood or whatever. And just gurgling over the tub. (laughs) And then she like, you know, she gets out she like gets out of the bathroom and shuts the door. And you see it's even spilling out like onto the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool shot. That was a cool shot. Um, and the, yeah, she goes, I then, you know, she kind of interrupts Sally's artistic process because Sally was writing those lyrics and fucking Courtney just comes running down, screaming about blood in the bathtub and, you know, gets mm-hmm. her attention and they go back upstairs and it, it it's just water running into the bathtub. And Sally, yeah, Sally's like, like Courtney. Yeah. yeah. Like, but then we get, we get the first, this first, this shot that happens next is like, is pretty awesome. And it's one of the most, like I've seen still shots of this um, scene a lot online, like just reading about horror and stuff, and it's really good special effects. So Courtney and Courtney and Sally are talking, and um, Sally asks her what's going down, and Courtney breaks down and cries, and Sally trying to maybe like ease her whatever she's going through, kind of mentions, you know, well I have problems too. I have this pimple that's just showed up. And as she mentions that, Courtney has this vision of Sally with this, like, gigantic, nasty, like, pulsating pimple on her face. Yeah. And then look, and then it goes back to her face looking normal. And then she has a new vision of her face. And her face is all, like, nasty and and, and uh, droopy and, and gross looking. And there's this gigantic yellow pus ball that ends up fucking popping and blasting pus all over. Oh, man, it's nasty. Dude. It was so grody and it looked so cool. It mm-hmm. like yeah, and like the moment that that pus burst and like sprayed not not only on the wall but all over Courtney's face. Oh like, like, god! You're just like halt. <laughs> it so, was yeah, fucking she, cool. She runs out of there in terror again, and as she runs down the steps and she runs into Matt, who finally just showed up. Yeah. And Matt, you know, Matt's finally there to console her and she's talking to Matt about the situation and then the other guys kind of make mention about how, you know, Courtney's ruined this whole trip so far with she needs to be in a I think TJ says it like she needs to be in a she needs psychiatric help or something like that. And Matt essentially tells them to chill out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just bugging about the party being squashed. TJ's yeah. just a bug. But yeah, they get eventually they got kind of those three kind of go back because they were like in the bathroom. What did they go back and meet up with everybody? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Courtney's just like freaking out. She's just like, you know, I feel, I'm hearing this guy laughing. I'm, 
you know trying to convince them of everything and yeah i mean it would be really fucking terrifying at this point if you're if you're her i suppose you know of course because you're just like i don't know you're constantly yeah, so, plagued by weird things so uh, they try to calm her down yeah. you know and matt, matt even says you know i believe you saw something and then they realize that sally they're like well, where's sally at and yeah. um and then uh you know Sheila even mentions like maybe there is a psycho around here but then courtney courtney um is like here's the sound of the trash compactor um and then in the next shot we have these police that are there and we learn oh, that dude. that courtney is like oh, breaking down more she mentions that the last time she saw sally was her face popped and that she thinks she might be in the trash compactor <laughs> yeah dude my god could you imagine that like you're you get that call and it's just like okay what's this fucking kid on like mm -hmm. and they uh, even say that they're like like the cops are like i yeah, don't know what right, drugs right. you've been taking i don't even care uh yeah i uh i look when i was looking up the cast and everything i, I thought it was cool did you catch the names of the officers yeah it's a little on the nose but it yeah. is it is <laughs> you got officer kruger and officer Voorhees. Uh, and like yeah oh my god I, I was like no why not um right right they, they you know pretty much dismiss it uh and, and it's like right up like they're kind of like hesitant on it i guess we'll say and yeah. right up until sally walks into the room and then they're right just, well clearly she's not fucking missing yeah. you know they're, they're, <laughs> She she makes mention that she went to the store to get more uh, acne cream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, she's been sweating this one zig because this is like like not only was that scene, but there was like a scene earlier where she mentions it to court to Courtney, where she's like, "Oh yeah, you're going through some stuff. Like this zit's growing on my face." Yeah, <laughs> like, like wow, like, real world problem, Sally. Uh, yeah, the police the police get pissed and essentially, you know, allude to the fact that they just wasted uh all their time in that if they do it again there's going to be consequences yeah. so i love that they quote him at you wasted two hundred dollars of taxpayer <laughs> money <laughs> 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 oh my god so this kind of leads to like courtney being like i just want to try and relax for the rest of the night and yeah. uh you know so you find out that you know matt's been kind of giving her dinner and bed and stuff yeah the the, the the rest of the group goes mentions they're hungry so they leave to go get dinner and matt's like no we're gonna stay here you yeah. know what i mean matt's a matt's a pretty good guy at this point he um, is you know and he even goes so far as to bring her a cake with a yeah, candles on it for her birthday yeah what a surprise yeah yeah but i thought this was strange and you know maybe it was they, they built it up for the cliche line you know where he was like you know aren't you gonna blow out the candles and she was like i already have my wish <laughs> but, oh yeah but oh they, my god they kind of start macking on each other with this like lit can't can all these lit candles on this cake like on the bed and everything right right i was like these two if they um but this kind of leads to well, everybody else kind of, I think, gets home and starts yeah. partying or yeah. whatever. And this uh -huh. leads, like I said, to them kind of, you know, Matt and Courtney getting a little, a little hot, more hot and heavy. Yes, and, uh, yes. But there's also like, a, a, you know, a vision, a dream sequence, or whatever you want to call it, that kind of develops in this scene. 
where you know like i said everybody else is downstairs kind of like a little probably a little tipsy drunk you know and jamming quote unquote right and like all courtney can hear is uh the shredding of this driller killer's guitar, guitar <laughs> you know, like just constantly soloing and then she has a freak out vision of the driller killer drilling a fucking hole through matt's chest except that's uh, not a vision it's a real yeah because she mentioned she mentioned so she mentions they're they're getting hot and heavy and she mentions you know this i've never gone all the way before and there's a line earlier in one of her visions where the where the driller killer or or uh sorry excuse me where she has this flash of her sister and her sister's like don't go all the way so i don't know you know this kind of had some some bearing to that scene where yeah. she mentions she's never gone all the way and then out of nowhere yeah matt just gets brutally drilled through the chest and killed it arguably is probably one of the more like a lot of the, some of the other kills you see some blood splatter and stuff but this one this kill like you get the drill through the chest and then the driller killer even goes as far as to like pick up the arm that's like has like tendons you know still attached to the body that it rips off and like throws and stuff there's also a cool scene where after he kills him there's like uh flesh and stuff hanging from the drill and then he powers on the drill it's it, it was cool yeah i fucking agree i mean this was really like the first intro kill like full-on kill for this driller killer so they're you know you know they wanted to make it like notable and get your money's worth on that kill yeah hell yeah and then they then it, you know courtney freaks out you know he's she runs down and you know try is like screaming and stuff and everybody else is like what the fuck you know and then they see the driller killer also yeah and they finally yeah yeah and so they're they like kind of skirmish like running away from him and shit oh a couple of them try and skirmish with them for a second right yeah the guys do like like jeff tries to like smash a lamp into him but he just <laughs> brushes it aside get that lamp out my face okay. yeah and, and then he also runs to the couple of them run to the kitchen and jeff tries to pick up the phone to call the police but they they accidentally leave sally by herself oh no sally ends up getting cornered this is kind of cool so sally gets cornered and it shows the 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 driller killer walking close to her and then we get a shot of him like about to drill through her but then it cuts to jeff on the phone and we see that the drill went through sally through the other side of the wall and then completely destroys the phone yeah. that he was just on dude it was cool it i was. I, I love that and that's kind of what i like i love that like some of the kills were like you know you see things like that in this movie where it's like good allusion to the fucking death you know like mm -hmm. uh but yeah the, like also spot on aim for the driller killer man totally <laughs> like, two, two for one special essentially two for one yeah and uh like we mentioned like during the skirmish earlier um i believe tj got his fucking leg leg kind of shredded a bit and so when they yeah, when, yeah. Well, after the phone gets drilled everybody just tries to book it <laughs> yeah sheila sheila and tj run off together and like yeah. you said his legs cut so he's kind of limping yeah he's pretty he's pretty tore up uh and they try to flag down a car and that doesn't happen like the dude just drives off and yeah <laughs> although she was like asshole <laughs> like, but like yeah it you know it, it it's it immediately turns to chaos as soon as the driller killer gets introduced here and and i wanted to know that this is like you know how we mentioned that this was a, like a short movie like this is about like 
I'd say roughly 20 minutes off the end of the movie. So the, it, right. it just ramps up here. You oh, know what oh I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Which is good. Cause you're waiting for it, but yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Cause they build you up with all these different visions and everything. And then it finally happens. And then it's just like a cut, a breakneck pace for the rest of the movie. So as we mentioned, Sheila and TJ run off together. And now Amy, Courtney and Jeff are together. Jeff mentions, you know, let's get in my car and leave. So they have this tense scene where they go back into the house to get his keys. They stumble upon Sally's dead body, which slumps to the floor in front of him, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but so they make a run for the car in like a, in like a horror um, trope kind of way. They have trouble initially starting the car. Of course. But they end up, they end up do and they don't make it very far. Um, in the car no uh you know of course like there's some sort of sense of brief relief for them but out of nowhere the driller killer just appears in the back seat and i think he has a rose in his mouth or no he has a rose (laughs) in his ear and he just goes this one's dedicated to the one i love and he (laughs) drills the fucking fuck out of jeff dude like right through the back and you get this gory yeah. shot you know like it's like it was fucking cool dude it's, it's good <laughs> but that line I was yeah like, he has some over the top lines i was yeah. like what the fuck is <laughs> this one's dedicated to the one i live he also has a line later where he's like I can't get no satisfaction oh, or something God, like that. Dude, yeah. was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's like the last like part of this movie, all of a sudden the driller killer starts like, he makes like a handful of lyrical, like, yeah, nods. It's so fucking over bizarre. the top. Oh God. Um, so, good. But, so yeah, yeah Courtney, so, Courtney and Amy, you know, pile out of the car, yeah. run back to the condo. And then we get introduced back to TJ and Sheila. So they make it, they end up making it to a nearby house where they see the lights are on. They go to the door to try to alert the neighbors. They're pounding on it, but it seems like whoever's inside is listening to loud music and doesn't initially hear them. Nah. I don't know where the killer shows back up. And as they're trying to walk away, he comes back and ends up dispatching TJ. <laughs> yeah, dude, he drills that fucker hard. Uh like this is the thing that and we we haven't much mentioned it almost every time the driller killer strikes there is some sort of guitar solo-esque yeah yeah (laughs) credage that happens like you know like it's fucking fucking over the top because we can't forget it's not just like a drill he's using it's a giant drill attached to a fucking like the most the world's most ridiculous guitar oh yeah oh and yeah so it's, it is it's it's yeah it's, it's so fucking great uh and yeah so anyway he yeah he as you said dispatches tj <laughs> and then we get this hilarious scene where uh like the they were knocking on that guy's door and we just get this guy that opens the door for a brief second like looks around and goes Damn kids! Yeah. <laughs> no fucking care, man. No he, right. He's credited. His character is is credited as Mister Damn Kids. That's Mis- his- <laughs> dude. Oh, I love that. That's such a good name for something. Like, oh man. Anyway, we, so you we get go back, back to, to the condo, yeah. right? 
Yeah, Amy and Courtney have barricaded themselves in one of the rooms with the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And Courtney tries to call the police again, but, you know, she talks to Officer oh. Kruger and who thinks that it's another joke again and essentially tells them not to call back. So yeah. thanks for nothing. <laughs> they, they, you know, they cried wolf. And, yeah, and, yeah. And they're just like, nope, nope. Oh, man, yeah, that's, I mean, that's got to fucking suck. That's got to be a blow right there. You're just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to deal with this. And this is the thing. I mean, like, at this point in the movie, as a viewer, you're just sort of like, what is this killer, man? He's, like, popping up everywhere people go. It's almost like like, he's got these magical powers, essentially. There's mist everywhere behind him. Like, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, there is so much mist in this movie. Uh, But, yeah, like you said, so these two are barricaded up in, like, a room. And eventually, I believe she, like, gets to the condo. And she's, Mm -hmm. you know, in fucking bad condition man she's you know stumbling she's uh, is it t- it's got to be tj's blood because i didn't see her get hurt yeah right? and TJ's so she's blood. like you know just smearing tj's blood on the wall she stumbles uh, up the stairs screaming to like you know for them to help but this is and this is something you mentioned earlier in the movie this is where the movie definitively takes a, f- a fucking final turn yeah. i think so the, the killer it's great the killer breaks the fourth wall oh yeah he looks at the screen and goes, now it's time for the fun part. He <laughs> drinks some champagne. <laughs> a like jukebox song comes on. <laughs> he lights a cigarette, puts on his sunglasses, and as if anything in this movie wasn't over the top enough, he starts doing this ridiculous, like he's dancing, does this dance number. He's like dancing to the music so... and starts and starts lip syncing to this song. And it is fucking... It outrageous like if you thought just like the guitar and drill was was crazy like this whole thing that just happens here is fucking nuts and we're not going to be able to describe it enough to do it justice like you you have to fucking see this movie you really do uh because like you said like he's like he's like all over the place all of a sudden like the lights all change in the room and like Mm -hmm. he's even like hopping up on instruments and like fake and playing you know guitar and shit like he's just Dude, so it's all of a sudden like completely in control. You see, yeah, what it feels like you know what I mean. You're like you're just like well, okay, so I guess he's probably like uh, an unstoppable character. He just talked to me as a fucking viewer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that coming. No, oh, and so he's jamming all all the way, like you said, like lip syncing and, and fucking everything, all the way up to the hallway where where Sheila's fucking, you know, pounding on the door for the other two girls to let her in because they still haven't fucking done that yet. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's getting closer and closer with his all-leather fringe outfit. Yeah. Like, there's this wild moment here where he's so close that the other two friends who have already started potentially unbarricading the door stop and like yeah. rebarricade and refuse to let Sheila in basically right right and I was like oh this is such a fucked call because like I don't know and anyway so the driller killer shows up right and he gets right in front of Sheila and guitar solo away he fucking drills that lady's like straight through the chest and you don't see like necessarily like the drill hitting the chest this time you see kind of like from the back point of view of like you know her body convulsing yeah convulsing and stuff and like 
Yeah, dude, it looked fucking rough. And shortly thereafter, the dude breaks into the fucking room that that they have, yeah. the other two have barricaded. Yeah. So he starts drilling through the door, but they they sneak out a window before he um, makes it into the room, and then they they end up climbing on a series of like nearby roofs before they eventually make it to the ground. And all the while that they're doing this, it, it has like three different shots of the killer who just is standing on the peak of one of the houses, just wailing away on his guitar. Dude, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, he's just up there smoking a stove with like a smoke, like a stove hanging out of his mouth, just shredding his drill guitar. Like, it's just so absurd, man. Like, it's like, what? the uh, like iconic really but like yeah, you said like they're just really running, running across these roofs and eventually uh they find themselves like you know they get down back to the ground and they're kind of they find themselves like in a i don't know a construction site where a home yeah or something yep yep it's not, which is actually a pretty cool like set piece definitely i was like i was like in in thinking about it it's like an interesting like you know the kind of jungle of it all is, is is actually pretty cool um yeah but but for some reason they decide to for some reason because they initially get in there and get chased and uh they for some reason they decide to uh go like amy gets sliced a couple times but they decide to go up to like the second floor for some reason like a higher level in the fucking Oh my for some god, reason. dude! Like, it's exhausting how many times the characters do that kind of shit, and you're just like, "Why would you go yeah. higher?" Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like there's this, like you said, there's a, you know, Amy gets sliced, and so she's kind of just like bad off. But as they're running up there, inexplicably, Amy, or no, 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 sorry, sorry, they're hiding out for a little bit actually, and the, the killer has this like it's this weird moment because when this chase sequence ensues a song starts playing that's like i'm gonna catch my love or something like that it's like it's, it's just, kind of like an elvis sounding song yeah and it keeps playing over and over and over and uh throughout this whole sequence and eventually like it just stops like the music stops and there's this like silent moment where the killer's like lights a stoke and then goes you know kind of like where are they and get some blood dripped on them and that's how he notices where they're hiding mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. I, yeah. I'll admit. Yeah, but I love that there's just this little break, and then as soon as the chase starts back up, the uh, the killer starts like, like he or the, as soon as the chase starts back up, the song just starts playing again. Right, right. Like I, it's it's just it's so much going like going on in this in this fucking final moment. But it, as they get even further into the building, it seems uh, that's when we kind of have an issue with amy right yeah for some reason she like stumbles and falls and falls outside of the building yeah dude like she like it looks like she just like they're running and she just runs right off the edge (laughs) uh, essentially you know courtney (laughs) she's hanging out she's we don't even know how high up it is it's probably like two or three stories not even that high necessarily but courtney's hanging on to her and the killer ends up coming over and frightens them to the point where Courtney lets go of Amy and Amy falls to her death. Yeah, dude. Just like, and you know, you get a shot of like her body on the ground and she's definitely like confirmed dead. Totally. Her like legs like bent one way. She's dead. Long story short, she's dead. She's dead. And then the the killer cackles and is like, cackles and is like, 
Courtney, here I come. And he, he follows her uh, through the construction site some more. He even starts singing to her about her having to die. He, I forget what the line is because there's a scene where she stops for a second and you can see him in the background. Yeah. And, then he's like, and then he starts singing. He's like, she broke my heart. So now she has to die. Yeah, that's right, or, dude. You have to die or something like that. It's, <laughs> it's so strange, man. It's like, and I mean, honestly, like, you're just like, where's this infatuation coming from with this character? But anyway, so a little bit more of a chase ensues, we'll say. And um, then something really glorious kind of happens where I feel like this is the first time in the movie that like Courtney gets any sort of like leg up. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, all she needed was the one time, but yeah. was apparently the one time. And because like she finds this hiding spot where she thinks it's a hiding spot and, and she stumbles upon a fucking blowtorch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> like, here's one of those great moments in the movie where just the dude, the driller killer appears right in front of her. It's so, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to do it, do it justice. The driller killer like appears right in front of her. And Courtney has like has the you know the the starter and the blowtorch in her hand, and like there's and then she just like laughs maniacally at one at, and like clicks on the fucking burner and just like torches the dude. And real quick just, though, real yeah. quick though, before that, before she lights him on fire, he pops up and he looks at her and he goes, "Come on, baby, light my fire." <laughs> oh my god, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh fucking god! It's so bad, dude. And yeah, dude. And she just, you know, the dude gets like he gets torched, and then he, then his his flaming carcass falls off the fucking building. You know what? Yeah, it's, it was that easy to dispatch it, I, him. It was ridiculous. After all of that, I was like, that was that was it. That's that was how it? that's how they yeah. killed him, man. Like, that's what it? the fuck? I yeah. think I was like, whoa, it's so crazy. And then you know. You kind of have this sort of, con, you know, classic confusion sort of ending almost. Like, if you oh, ask, oh man, me. yeah. Where so sort of like you, you know, the dude gets dispatched pretty quickly, and it goes to like sort of the next day, seemingly where uh, there's like you know, like uh, the, the police are yeah, police like taking bodies and stuff, and uh, who's the character that like she like uncovers to look at? Amy. Amy. As soon as she does, dude, so it's like Amy's like on a gurney or whatever. It's like, you know, covered up and she like unfolds the blanket and then Amy like Amy's eyes pop open and she starts laughing. And yeah, does it doesn't sound kind of but it sounds like the killer, right? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But then what else happens, though? Yeah, then we go to this this dream-like scene where we see Courtney's in bed with Matt. And she wakes up and looks over and sees Matt and gets this coy smile on her face and wakes him up, and they start making out. But as they start making out, you notice that the hand of the person she's making out with has these leather gloves on. And then we see oh. that, that Matt that she's in bed with has morphed into the killer. But... We also see that this is one last like um, like uh, vi- like vision or break that she has because we see her now 
as earlier in the movie where she we would have these scenes where she'd see her sister in the mental institution. Yeah. Now she herself is in the psychiatric ward and the movie ends with her screaming as this drill starts bursting through the floor. Yeah, dude. That's what I mean. So it's like, it leaves you on that note of like, oh shit. Like, is there more? I, I always, I fucking love that about some of these horror movies, man. Yeah, this movie is so, so, so over the top. Like, it's, it is. In some ways, you owe it to yourself like, to see it. Yeah. 100%, man. I, it's, and it goes yeah. quick, too. It's a quick watch. Like, you know so, what I mean? Yeah. So, um, let me let me ask you this real quick. Uh, is is there like is there a third installment to this movie or to this Appar- this series? Okay, so so get this. Apparently, <clears throat> apparently there is a third installment, which I've never seen, but I believe it's one of those that has like an alternate title as well, and it doesn't oh. necessarily have to do. I think they're in some kind of like um, like building of some sort. I don't know. I've never seen it. But then, so. There's something really weird. There's a character in the first movie, and then um, so there's a director named Jim Wynorski. We've actually we did an episode for uh, Chopping Mall, mm-hmm. but near the end of his career, he made all these really awful, awful uh, straight to DVD movies. Oh. Well, in 2003, there's a movie called Cheerleader Massacre, which apparently, which I've I've seen back in the day, um, but apparently it's like has a loose connection to slumber party massacre because there's a character in that movie that was in the first movie it's so weird it doesn't make any wild this super fucking random that is i don't know that's kind of fucking cool though what yeah this this like even if even if you know you don't watch any and you know the first one or whatever like you can dive into this movie just fine and like it's an it like we said it's kind of a short ride but it's it's so you know you get through a bit of character and then it just becomes like ridiculous and over the top for like a wild ending i i definitely love this but how would you rate this movie man um i'd say two and a half um two and a half uh two and a half attacking raw chickens out of five. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh <laughs> I I would say yeah, I'd say probably about like three and one eighth star or not star, three and one eighth leather full leather fringe suit. Oh, okay. Out of out of five fair fair i thought i loved like in terms of entertainment value i love this oh yeah it's highly like, entertaining in, in terms of like you know movie quality it's right it's no yeah. scorsese but <laughs> yeah. dude oh uh, yeah this was this was a solid one i hope i hope you corn dogs uh actually go watch the movie and, and listen to this podcast and all that yeah so sneaks up because fuck you need to but either way we appreciate the hell out of you watching we got uh one more episode here before you know we do we we do kind of a a, a special episode uh so keep coming in for that yes um, yeah but any uh any last words on today on today's um I don't know. You know, it's about to be the weekend. Just go watch some horror. You know what I mean? That's all I can really say. There's a lot. There's about to be a lot of good 
horror coming out. Um, it's a good. It's going to be a good year for horror. I'm I'm really looking forward to. So, I really like uh, Ty West. Um, oh yeah. He directed House of the Devil. He's got a new movie coming out soon uh, called X, and it's about um, it's about this group of uh, like adult filmmakers that go to this like rural location and and uh, I'm, you'll just have to go watch Dude, the trailer. I've, I've... Yeah, it has, it has Mia Goth in it. It has Jenna Ortega, who just did in a phenomenal job in Scream. Kid Cuddy's in it. Uh, Britney Snow's in it. It looks so. I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that that I did. I did hear about that, and I was excited because, like, like you, like House of the Devil immediately fucking hit for me, and I was like, who? Like, it, it just Ty West became one of those cats to just kind of like follow follow their filmmaking career i think at this point yeah he hasn't made much like the sacraments good mm. the inns keepers good he also he uh he makes a cameo in um another one of my favorite horror movies of the last like 10 15 years uh you're next he he's one of them he's a character in that movie he's the first one that gets killed with the arrow through the chest but yeah i really like ty west so i'm looking forward to it hell yeah well you heard it here from the man there's a lot of horror, cool horror coming up this year, so you horror fans better make sure to turn out, man. Then we better start converting more people so we can get more and more and more horror. Damn right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you corn dogs, make sure you talk to your friends and tell them to listen along. Why? Because yes. we're going to keep making them. Why? Because we said so. That's yeah. why. That's why. Fuck them. That's why. <laughs> <laughs>